for getting everyone wired in here. We've got about 53 people out in the lobby here. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think we're going to have to actually have this at Top Packard Field at the stands of the floor. There you go. Give everybody a microphone. <laughs> we got donuts again this yeah, morning, got, folks. Yeah. Oh, Bobby well, Aldrich here at 1039 WBZX you talking over each other. We got an FM and yeah. AM radio. I this, <laughs> this reminds me of uh, back to BRN days when uh, Bill Beckwith would be talking and the AM would ride over top of his newscast and everybody like, what the heck's going on? You remember those days? Andy Thompson's with us this morning. I, I remember Andy. BRN, yep. Andy's a UPS driver. You tired now? No, UPS? no, no. All right, well, Andy's... He's got two more... young girls at home speaking yeah. and talking about I'm a lot younger than you, Pat. Yeah, I know it, and that's good. And Brian <laughs> Gutton Howe from uh, both you guys are coaches. Uh, obviously, that's what this program's all about. Co-host Brian Miller here, Sheriff Macosta County, uh, taking on getting us guests every week. But thank you, Brian. Good morning. Morning. And... All right, listen, we'll start, I guess, and introduce the two There you guests, go. And, I'm going to uh, let you do that. Go all ahead. All right. Well, we have uh, Andrew Thompson with us, head coach of the uh, Girls Crossroads Charter Academy basketball team, and Brian Goodenow, head coach of the Boys uh, Pine River basketball team. Uh, both uh, have been around the area for a long time. and Yeah, Brian, uh, we kind of knew. He kind of <laughs> yeah. did a show here. It's for been a while. while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's good to have you back on the microphone. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's good and to I be think here. They both, uh, I think, have district games coming up. I think Andrew has it next week. And Brian, tonight. Tonight, yeah. In fact, I, just before I pulled in the driveway, I got the text that the game is on because everybody, the schools were all closed. So. Up north of us, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a little squirrely north across the county line. So, it's so well, I guess we'll start bad. with Brian, have him introduce himself a little bit, who he is, what he is, and... Uh, I guess talk about their season and then uh, talk about, I guess, their game tonight. And then we'll, we'll move to Andrew with uh, their game being next Wednesday. Okay, sounds good. Uh, varsity boys basketball coach at Pine River. Um, I was trying to count back. I think this is my 12th season as the varsity coach. Um, young team this year, but we've had good success. We finished with 15 wins, 7 losses in the regular season and 11-5 uh, and five in our league. Um, for third place, which you know, which I was okay with, um, and a very young team. I have two seniors on the team. One who starts. I start two sophomores who are pretty talented. Uh, little, little growth needed, but um, some talented kids and kids who are really bought in and did a nice job this year. Um, we did lose. You know, we had two of our losses were in overtime. Um, one to Manistee, who I knew uh, Big Rapids just got beat by. They're a you know a sneaky good team. The record doesn't really you know tell what they are. Um, lost to them in overtime, lost to Mancelona in overtime, a game that we led by 22 points at the half and kind of fell apart in the second half. Um, so we had a couple, you know, we had three or four losses that I wasn't very happy with. But at the same time, I think if you'd have told me before the season started, knowing how young, <coughs> excuse me, how young we are, if you'd have said you're going to go 15 and 7, 11 and 5 in your league, I would have signed off on that right away. Um, so we've had, a, we've had a nice year and we have a chance to continue that. We earned the second uh, seed in the district, so we had to buy for the first round. And uh, tonight we play. Um, Beaverton, so, and I'm sure you're all aware, you know, Coach Roy Johnston at Beaverton, living legend, uh, more wins than anyone in high school basketball in the state of Michigan. Uh, he announced partway through the year, this is his last year, his 50th at Beaverton. So we expect that his kids are probably going to be playing a little inspired. No one would want to be the team, you know, that uh, had Coach Roy not win a district. So uh, so we'll have our hands full tonight, but uh, I think if we play well, we're, we're optimistic that we have a, a good chance. And, uh, our district is at Beale City, so they're the host, you know, they're, and they're the number one seed. Uh, so if we're lucky to get to, to the Friday night game, uh, probably expect to, that there's a good chance we'll see them, although they, they play Everett, and Everett is just one of those teams that is scrappy all the time. Um, so they'll have a good game tonight, and we'll, you know, hopefully we get to see uh, the winner on Friday. Tell me about Xander Martin. Is he anything like his dad? <laughs> Thank God, no. No, just kidding. Uh, no. Yeah, Xander's a great kid, great athlete, great scholar, you know, great student athlete. Kid does really well in the classroom as well. And um, he's uh, one of our best defenders and has really come on as this year has gone on. He's a junior and he's he's playing good basketball right now. His dirty five. His I'm dad's sorry. one of our uh, uh, court oh. officers, Shane Martin. And oh. Shane, was, Shane was a pretty good wrestler. And, yeah. Um, Oh, I, I love him to death. Yeah, great guy and a great encourager of our team. But yes. uh, definitely, um, luckily, Xander didn't get his basketball skills for sure. <laughs> Starting five, their names. Uh, we start a, a junior at center, Trevor Holmquist, 6'5 kid with a you know, good, strong, 
He's, he's lean, but he's not as skinny. He's 6'5", so he's, uh, he's tough. Yeah. Marine City? Uh, there's a relation there, I guess, yeah. but he's okay. not uh, directly to, the, you know, you're thinking like Chuck. And, right, uh, right. Yeah, because no. yeah, Chuck in his own right was an all-stater. Great ball yeah. player. And yeah. it's funny because Trevor looks like a young Chuck. Really? He's, he's yeah. blonde, curly hair. He looks yeah. just like Chuck did wow. back okay. then. Um, Nathan Marks is my senior starter, about guard, really quick, tenacious defender. Um, uh, let's see, mentioned, uh, who did I forget here? Uh, Mason Google is one of the sophomores. Uh, he's our leading scorer and one of our leading rebounders. He's a, like a 6'3 guard who shoots the ball well. He put up 30 points the other night, had a couple of dunks in the game, so in our last home game. So he's been a solid performer for us. Um, Eli Smith is our other sophomore um, who starts and plays guard. Uh, he's really come on this year as, as we've gone along. And um, so, you know, like I said, we're young, but we've got uh, some talent there. Who am I? Yeah, forget the fifth guy. Uh, I hate it when that happens. That's right. I shouldn't ask you. That's unfair. <laughs> but you we think do, about it in a minute. Play, but uh, we, play, have... we play, uh, we, have nine, we have 10 guys on the team this year, huh? 10 varsity players before we moved up some, some young guys sure. for the postseason. Uh, but we play all ten regularly, yeah. um, so there isn't a big defining line between our starting five. Okay, um, it's we we rotate ten bodies through, and that's one of the things that's had us helped us had some success. We, we have a pretty good program up there in basketball traditionally. You know, we like to think so, um, but we have have a lot of uh, peaks and valleys, just like everybody else. Yeah. So I looked back the other day. Um, Pine River High School had its first varsity basketball team in 1966, and uh, so just kind of looking back through the years, um, in all those years. We are just the 15th team to, to reach 15 wins or more. Now, granted, we get the two extra games now, but, you know, other things relative. Um, so, but there, you know, there's peaks and valleys. I mean, when I first started, I, I was lucky to inherit some really talented teams. And, you know, we won, I think, 19, 20, and 17 games in my first three years. And I'm like, well, this is easy. Um, and then we got a little lean after that, you know. So uh, it's just like everybody else. We, there, there are peaks and valleys as the talent uh, kind of, the talent pool kind of ebbs and flows. You know, it's in the blood, uh, coaching, and uh, obviously it's in yours now. Tell us a little bit about who was your mentor. Who did you work under when you first started? I look at you, and you got to be 50. I'm 57. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so you've been doing it for 13 years up there. Prior to that, where were you? Well, I... Uh, I've got you into coaching, too. I yeah. I, I grew up... Uh, I'm a Pine River guy. I grew up there. Um, initially, I got started coaching uh, baseball. Little League Baseball, and of course, as my kids were involved and, and did that for, I think, 20 years, you know, multiple children. Um, so that was uh, kind of how I first got my feet in my coaching. And then uh, when my youngest son, who's now 25, uh, was coming through, you know, grade school, um, I coached his basketball team. And then I did a year as a uh, JV assistant coach. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun, you know, with the bigger kids, too. So uh, I coached. Uh, Two years of freshman boys basketball after that at Pine River. And then our team, we, we didn't have a freshman program after that. I took over as the girls' JV coach, so I did two years of JV girls' basketball. And then the varsity boys' uh, position opened up. And I was I was a little reluctant to apply. I didn't think I was qualified. A couple people talked me into it, and I managed to get the job. And um, I've loved every minute of it. It's you you graduated from Pine River, so you played ball there. I did, yeah. What sports did you play? I played baseball, basketball. Okay. So I helped coach the baseball team there for 10 years, too, with Coach Do you remember Schoen. what your record was? In high school, basketball? Yeah. Uh, no, no, baseball. Because you were a good baseball player, weren't you? Uh, I was decent, yeah. yeah. You uh, guys had a pretty good team teams. then, didn't Yeah, you? the baseball program there has always been top-notch. Yeah. Yeah. Rupert does a great job. Um, when I was in high school, I played three years of varsity, and you know, I know we were, we did well. We won a couple of district championships. I mean, that's one of winning a district championship at Pine River has always just kind of been an expectation in baseball. Right. right. Um, you know, now the last several years, Everett has a little bit to say about that. Reed City and some of the other teams, some of the other programs have improved a lot too. And um, so, yeah, we did. We had we had some really good baseball teams. I was a catcher. Um, I liked being involved, and that was you know, and I couldn't pitch, so that was my one way to stay involved all the time. So, but, but mentor-wise, I was yeah. you know, like I, it's kind of interesting you say that because just yesterday, out of the blue, I got a uh, text from my high school baseball coach, Tom Roy, who was one of my. You know, definitely one of the people who shaped my life, one of mm-hmm. my biggest uh, mentors and inspirations. And I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, and just out of the blue, he sent me a text that said, hey, congratulations on a great season, rooting for you and the team in the district tournament, you know, go Bucks." And, I mean, that kind of stuff chokes me up. Yeah, so that's one of, one of my big mentors. But Ted Raven was my high school basketball coach, you know, he's kind of a living legend, too, and he was he went on to do... Um, 
the administration at Pine River and, you know, has been involved in the community forever. Hall of Fame there. Bob's, right. Bob's dad? Yes. Because we had Bob on last week. Yeah. 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 yeah, we had Bob on last week. And you know, so. there are two who are cut from the very same cloth yeah. right there. Bob coaches. It's, you know, if you watch Bob coaches, it's like watching his dad back in the 70s and 80s. Well, yeah, you know, everybody strives for that championship year, and uh, unfortunately, not not everybody gets to get there. And uh, we, the area around here, one thing you all have in that, uh, that you all have so much pride. And, uh, you know, if you look at the, what you're doing for these young kids today, it's more importantly than wins and losses. You're teaching them the concept of teamwork, love for one another, respect, and discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, education today has got a long road to go, and to get better, obviously, but sports is an outlet that uh, teaches these kids to be uh, good like you are today. You know, sports was a big influence in your life. Right, very much so, yeah. Yeah, and we, and we really do try to focus on that a lot. We always do, you know, make sure they remember that they're student athletes, so the classroom comes first. We're very, we, we are very attentive to grades. Myself and my assistant, I have assistant coach and JV coach who are both very committed to that. Um, we both, you know, check grades on a weekly basis, or all of us check grades on a weekly basis. And if somebody's struggling, we make sure that they get uh, some tutoring help or or just turn in their work, which is usually the biggest issue. So, oh, yeah. uh, but we do try to really emphasize that. And we've talked a lot about how just being part of a team, being something bigger than yourself is really what it's all about. Yeah, you know, like uh, Brennan Walsh being my brother's son-in-law, uh, left the Cardinals, go up to the Coyotes and took over, what, two years is, he's in now. And... Uh, those guys up there just love him. And uh, I always ask uh, individuals when they come in, what's so great about him? And they say, because he cares. Mm-hmm. And really cares. And he has team uh, dinners, and they play football together. They do other things besides just basketball. Right. But uh, I, I, I always look at him and think, and you guys will realize what he's done for you 20 years down the road as being a father, co-worker, or a leader in your community, whatever. It's going to come from sports. Yeah. And uh, that's what you're doing up there, and that, that's pretty important. What's the furthest you've gone in basketball up there? Because I, uh, in the history of the the school, they went to the uh, quarterfinals back in uh, 2001. I think they had a really talented group that um, that uh, won their region and went to the quarterfinals. I think if I remember that game was in Sheboygan for some reason because I remember I made the road trip and they lost to Nagani. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, a couple of. Uh, um, you know, I think that's the only regional champion that we've had in basketball. So. Now, uh, you, unlike us, you're all rural up there. So your kids don't have a uh, city that they live in, like right. Big Rapids. Yeah. You you go quite a ways out, like to the west. How far would you go? Uh, uh, just like five, six miles? Yeah, it's, it's almost all the way, you know, it's like almost to Lake County over there. So really? Like where Carryville is, if people yeah. are familiar, we have kids who come from there. So, yeah, I think the last I had heard, we have one of, if not the biggest, geographical school district in the state. It's it's really stretched out in every yeah. direction. Um, so, yeah, the kids are coming from a lot of ways. And that's a big commitment, especially with the younger kids, with the right. parents, to get right. transportation back and forth to the school all the time. Right. So we're very appreciative of, of how committed uh, our kids and parents are. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be it's expensive for one thing, sure. time-consuming for one thing, and uh, you, you got, it's going to be pretty hard to do a youth program. But that's what I love. We're resilient. America's resilient, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, sure. for what we do and what we're very passionate about uh, athletics. Uh, next guy over here, uh, Andy. Known you for a lot of years. Got a wonderful wife, Courtney, there. You got some beautiful children. Uh, I think I admire you as being a parent. I see you uh, pictures all the time with your kids. Uh, one thing they have in common besides pretty little kids is they always got a smile on their face. <laughs> that's that's a reflection on you as a parent, and Courtney. And uh, you you got into court uh, uh, track coaching at first, didn't you? Yeah, no? Not, no, not really. I just my, my daughter runs a lot, and I right. go down there and well, that, that's a different guy, then. We'll get to him later, Brian. We'll have to talk to that track coach. But anyway, no. But uh, you, you're into basketball, and uh, I know it's a passion for you. Uh, you went to Everett, right? Correct. All yep. right. So what year did you graduate? And then I want to ask you how old you are. Okay. I graduated in 91, and I'm 51. All right. So then uh, you played ball over there? Yep. Played ball at Everett. Yep. Did you go right up in the city then? Or village, whatever. Uh, no, farmer. I grew up s- south of town. I same place I live right now. Been there oh. for my entire life. Wow, really? Yep. They got a beautiful home. Yeah. yeah Not only that, but your mother sings, doesn't she? 
She did, yeah. She's she's singing in heaven now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. But I I was somewhere uh, more than once, and she sang. Yeah, beautiful yeah, voice. Yeah, my, yeah. They used to. My mom, and dad would travel around to churches, and my dad played the guitar. And my mom sang. Yeah. Did you? Uh no. Nobody you, wants to hear it. <laughs> no. How about instrument? No, no. I, everybody else in my family has musical talent. I have zero, but uh, man, I can sing in my UPS truck like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> right. Well, I bet if you can sing like your mother, I, I that you know everybody remembers little things about different people, oh, yeah. and that's one thing I remember: beautiful woman and yeah. beautiful voice. Yeah, for sure. So that's a compliment to you today. Uh, so you you send your kids to Crossroads. Well, I have. Two that go to Chip Hills, my two youngest ones. I have my boy is a junior at Big Rapids, and my daughter's a senior at Crossroads. So we got every, we're going everywhere. So pretty much you're diversified. Yeah, we're diversified. That's good, yeah. Which Spread ones wear pajamas to school? Uh, it seems like Chip Hills wears pajamas a lot. They do? Yeah. My kid wears sweats to school, and it absolutely kills me. But yeah. you know what? It is it is what it is. Uh, I went to a Catholic school where I had to wear a tie to school. <laughs> yeah. You know, then to see your kid wearing sweats is uh, is, is quite different. Yeah. Now, my two little girls, we just quit telling them about pajama day, and they just put them in pants. <laughs> but, Brian, you know, you had to wear a tie every day to school, but now look what you are. You're the sheriff. Right. I'm oh. telling you, these kids, we won't go on a long tangent on this, but I'm telling you what, right now, you guys were brought up right. I, I, what's going on in today's world in these schools and stuff, letting them, I call it being liberals, uh, getting away with what they get away with is unbelievable, and and uh, and they and they say, "Well, it's the parenting." Well, I'll give you an example. This one one young man comes into the gas station. Ever since he's a little kid, I like the kid. He's respected by me, and he respects me. Then he gets up into high school. And he plays basketball, and everybody up there tells me how kind, what kind of a bad kid he is. I said, I don't see, and then one day he comes in the station, somebody says, there's that kid that we've been telling you that gets away with everything. I see he's one of the nicest kids I know. You know why that is? He knows I won't put up with it. And he knows that these are the rules that you have to abide by when you come into Curry's. To this day, him and I are good friends. He's a father now. He's a good young man. But uh, sometimes you have to discipline them. And he even tells me once in a while, he says, you know, you're the only discipline I had when I was in high school. Yeah. Coming into this gas station. But anyway, we didn't come here to listen to old man Curry <laughs> talk so about the bitch and about the world. What do you have uh, coming up, I guess, with, uh, I guess, tell us about your season at, okay. at Crossroads and uh, your team and what make uh, what makes them what they are and then who you have coming up in districts. Okay, well, uh, currently we're 16 and 5. Uh, we have... And we're 13 and 4 in our conference for third. Um, we have our last home game is tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, against Mesick, senior night. We haven't had seniors in the entire time I've been there, so it's a big Why? I, I don't know. It's just did we had we've had I've been there with this team for four years. We've had one senior and she played her senior year and hadn't played since eighth grade. So I, I don't know. Kids just don't come out like they used to. Um but so it's a big deal. I'd love to get a lot of people there tomorrow night. You know, Sports at Crossroads. Yeah, at Crossroads, six o'clock against okay. Music. It's. I mean, we play some fun basketball. We're flying up and down the court. Uh, these kids are great. So I'll try to do that because I just interrupt you a little bit. Pete yep. taught me how to do this. Last time <laughs> I was in that gym when when Roy and uh, Matt Holsworth played. Oh yeah, and yep. they they had a good basketball team then. I, yeah, they did. Good yeah, coaches and yep. beautiful gym. So folks, if you've never been Fantastic. in Crossroads. Jim, that's about as nice as Jim. You're, and Brian's over here shaking his head. It is. It, it is Brian? really nice. Yeah, yeah we uh, we haven't played a regular season game there, but we've scrimmaged a time or two. And um, yeah, always a very nice facility. Yeah, it is. It's a great facility. Yeah. So how did you get into coaching? Uh kind of just stumbled into it. Uh, <laughs> we had I started. Uh, let's see, four years ago, I helped Kevin Brigham with the JV team there when we had a JV team, and then the next year, Kostecki was the varsity coach. We had five freshmen and a sophomore and our varsity girls team and I was like hey I can come and help out anytime you want and he's like sure so I went every night I could and helped out and then uh, he left for Big Rapids uh, Kostecki did and we had uh, hired Elena Cheney uh, when the girls were sophomores and I was her assistant coach there helped her out and she 
uh, got pregnant and had a baby and moved on with her life. And I'm like, well, somebody's got to do it. And Mr. Meads is like, you want to do it? I'm like, sure. I'll <laughs> well, do it. how do you do it with your schedule and working? Because uh, UPS drivers, you yeah. don't get out in time. No. Or you make it, huh? Uh, yeah. I go to work about an hour and a half before work starts and i load my truck and get everything set and i run my butt off all day long good for you (laughs) so it can be done it can be done yeah it's it's tough but you know that's wow it's worth it it's so fun love it yeah get home about eight nine o'clock every night and (laughs) do it again so but you're you're doing memories right oh yeah huge wouldn't change it for nothing nope money can't buy this can it can it brian no You, you can't i mean when it comes into contracts you guys don't even look at the money, do you? There's money? Yeah. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> when did you see my truck out there? Yeah. No, but it isn't about money. You know, like I was telling the guys this morning at the mayor's table, I said, you know, the richest guy I ever met was unhappiest guy I ever met. Yeah. So it's not about money. No. Everybody thinks that we want that because we need that, but... It's about it's relationships. About friends and relationships, yeah. 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 But go ahead on your basketball team. Um, so, yeah, we're... Tomorrow night, back the stands if you could. That'd be great. Uh, then next week, we play. We're the number two seed in our district. I think we have one of the toughest districts in the state in our division. It's We have Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart in there. Uh, we have Coleman and uh, Marion's in there, McMain Christian and us. So it's a, it's a really tough district. But we're a really tough team. So we can... Uh, if we play to our potential, we can we can win it. Uh, our first game's against Coleman next Wednesday at 7 uh, up at McMain Christian again. Um, they've their record isn't that great, but they play in that conference with Sacred Heart and St. Charles, and all all those teams are ranked in the top 15, 20 in the state. So, so they're they're a lot better than their record. All right, one more thing. No, not one more. I have a lot of them. <laughs> Friday night you're playing at six o'clock. Or Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yep. Who are you playing? We play Mesick. But that's not the district. No. No, no. girls, girls usually start a week after the boys. Yeah, oh, I think they flip flop yeah, it every year. Yeah, they flip flop this year. Again this year. Year. Girls are, even though the boys started this week, girls start next week. Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah, like uh, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, they are always tough. Yeah. I remember Kostecki, he's a hell of a coach, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, he's he a did coach. real well at Crossroads, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. He coached yeah. both boys and girls there. Yeah, yeah. He was very successful. Now, mm-hmm. Scott Pratt, does he have a girl on the uh, Sacred Heart team? Gosh, I have no clue. Okay, Scott Fred is uh, a yeah. local uh, phys ed teacher through Big Rapids right. and yeah. works, works at St. Mary's and St. Peter's. Right. Uh, played baseball at Central. And it's if you old. look in the state high school athletic associations for state records, his name's in there a couple mm-hmm. different times. Baseball? Baseball. Hell yeah. of a baseball player. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he is. Very good good man so who's some of your stars on your team oh well my daughter she's uh melly thompson she's our she's been starting for four years on varsity uh she's a heck of a player oh uh, she's about yeah she's our point guard and she's probably oh, the tallest tallest kid on the team she's five seven five eight something like that skinny right. as rail just like her dad was <laughs> um and i got katie buys who's uh her dad is randy buys from central yep. landscape design she is one of the greatest kids you'll ever meet. I love that girl. <laughs> um, she's our, she's a forward. She scores a lot of points for us. Great defensive player. Probably one of the best defensive players you'll ever find. Uh, Jackie Cole. Uh, she's like a water bug fire ant. She is all over the place. Sometimes she's out of, out of place, but I don't even care. Just she, like, get after it. Yeah, she, she's, her folks are from Canadian Lakes. Yeah, her, Paul and Christy. Her mom, her mom went to Lumen Christie. Yeah. yeah, she graduated year oh, behind yeah. me in high school. Oh, yeah, Christy. Christy. Yeah, Christy. She graduated year behind me in high school. Yeah. I met him when they first came to town, and I watched those girls grow up, and she's the last one, isn't yep. she? Yeah, she is a, I mean. Wonderful I, family. After every game, I have people come out and stand, like, I'd pay big money just to watch her play, because she oh, is really? all over the place. I'll have to watch. Some, have sometimes to she scores three points, sometimes she'll score 20, but she is everywhere. Every loose ball, she's on it. She's on the, it's, she's just so fun to have. <laughs> Her sisters were good athletes, yes, too. Yes, they, they were very good, yep. yep. Boy, they're a wonderful family. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Yep. That's the all-American family right there. Oh, yeah, there. for sure, yep. Amongst all of you, too. Yep. Well, go ahead. Then I got uh, Salem Muas. Her dad's one of my assistants, also John. Uh, he He's coached Little League forever and baseball forever. Great coach. Um, and then we, just a few weeks ago, we put Mercedes' car into our starting lineup for her sister. So her sister, Alexis, is a junior. She's been starting for us for a couple of years. But now she comes. she's a fantastic three-point shooter. So we need a little more firepower on the bench. So she comes off the bench and 
berries threes for us and mercedes is maybe five foot tall i call her our spider monkey she is kind of like jackie but a freshman and she's just all over the place and she's you know we need a little spark we're struggling there for a few games so i put her in there because speed is what our game is speed speed kills they say and we put her in there to have we got four super fast girls just all over the court so you guys do so i'm assuming you run a lot of full court press uh we have been yep yep we, we press a lot um yeah, pressing's tough because Man, well, especially you, if you got a small team. Yeah, we're small, but we're fast, and we're we're kind of wiry, you know. Everybody's got long arms and wiry, so yeah, we we've been pressing a lot. Um, we just we get the ball and go because anybody, uh, all of our girls, well, at least four of our five starters, they can get the ball and they can just take off. You know, we try to stretch it, try to pass it up court as fast as we can, and get those easy buckets. You guys believe in a three point, live or die. Uh, what do you coach your guys, Brian? No big rapids. Eh? Well, I haven't had a lot of great shooters the last few years, so I, <laughs> so no. Uh, but yeah. uh, and I've seen it work both ways. You know, Beale City, who's you know hosting our district, is one of the best teams in the area, and they they 100 are the live or die by the three. I mean, they shoot them in volume. They don't always shoot a great percentage, but they shoot them in volume, and it's a powerful weapon. You know, it's it's not just the extra point per basket; it's the momentum thing. You know, somebody comes down and hits a big three. Like you feel the energy, you know, go up in the in the uh, in the gym. Um, so, you know, we haven't been in that position to live or die by it. But this year, we've made many more than we have in previous years. And yeah, it's it's a great weapon. Um, but it's amazing, and, and I'm sure you can agree to, uh, Coach. It's like there's times they, they shoot it, and you're like, no, yes. No. Yeah. It's like that's a terrible oh, shot yeah. selection, but when it goes in, oh, baby. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're honest, Brian. I love yeah. it. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, how about you? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not a live or die by it, but uh, I've, I've been on our girls to shoot a lot more of them this year. Melly, my daughter, just she would not shoot the ball. She's so good at driving and getting layups and getting in the paint. And I kept getting on her. I'm like, you, we got to have you shoot jumpers. I mean, if we're going to win tournament games, we got to hit jump shots. They're not, you know, we get playing good teams. They're not going to let you drive in the lane all the time. So, and the last uh, two, three games, she's been burying some jumpers for us. So that's been huge. And if they're open and they don't shoot it, I'm on them. Like, set your feet, shoot the ball. You know, if, if you make one out of three, that's a point every trip. Right. So. See, I'm not I'm not a math magician by any means, uh, but my coworker actually has a master's degree in in math, and uh, we were talking about it one day. He said, "So, what is your typical shooting percentage you look for from the floor for for your team?" And I said, "I'd like us to shoot around 45 percent." Right. And he says, "Okay," and he does the math real quick, and it's you know, you know so if they shoot whatever 30 percent from three, points wise, that's the equivalent to 45 percent, mm-hmm. you know, from two. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Huh," and thought about it that way, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's like so we did start encouraging a little more shooting from outside, but we always, you know, it's like. It needs to be a step in three or a kick out or on a, mm-hmm. on a skip pass, you know, because you can get it, you can take a three pointer anytime you want. But there's a difference between just getting it because you're taking it or getting it because it's open. Yep. And that's what we want to shoot quality three pointers. And for sure. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a question uh, from the audience. Go ahead. Well, I'd like to know if uh, what wins games, defense or offense? Oh, defense. 100%. We've been stressing that crazy lately. Defense, defense, defense. defense. You, I mean, girls basketball, if you score 40 in a game, that's a good game. So we, our goal is to keep them under 30 all the time. We don't always do that, but that's our goal. Keep them under 30, and then you got a really good chance of winning that game. Do you, do you yeah. practice boxing? You know, I, I noticed I went to a few games this year. I didn't see a lot of that. I just wondered uh, uh, your uh, perception on boxing out in basketball. I mean, back when my kids played, Adam and uh, uh, that team that he had, they won a lot of games because they knew how to box out. Yeah. Therefore, they, they got the rebounds, and mm-hmm. then they went. But uh, And they were just athletic guys, but they weren't real finesse when it came to basketball. But yeah. they, that Reggie Mainville was their coach that one year. And uh, one two things he did was uh, he ran them every night, so they never got tired in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I want your thoughts on running and the conditioning and then the boxing out on defense. How important is that, and do you teach it? Uh, yeah, we, we have several box out drills we work on. That's huge. I think that's a huge um, issue 
with MHSAA, honestly, is the box out thing. It is a disaster under there all the time. People shut. There's no over-the-back calls anymore, which I, I kind of understand because if you can jump over and grab the ball without. But there's fouls all the time. There's people shoving and throwing up. It's, it's mass chaos on the rebounds all the time. And I think if a girl boxes out properly, mm-hmm. they should get the advantage. And sometimes right. they don't because it's just a blob of mess down there so yeah we work on boxing out all the time um we're smaller we're not a very big team like i said melly i think five eights about our tallest girl so we have to box out and but we have girls that can jump out of the gym too melly and katie they can just both jump like crazy so which helps a ton um but yeah boxing out is huge how about you brian we work on it very regularly. We have a lot of drills we do, um, but I'll be first to admit it's a long lost art. I mean, I, I'm the same with you, Pat. I, I watch a lot of games, and you just don't see anybody really using proper technique. And it, that is one of those things with kids. You drill it, drill it, drill it, drill it, and then when the time comes, they want to stand there and try and out-jump everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like in our league, you're playing teams like Bain, who are starting, you know, one kid on the starting on the lineup uh, who's under 6'4". Um, you better box out or they're just going to stand behind you and just grab every rebound. So it's tough to get kids to buy into it, um, and we work hard at it, but I, I wouldn't say that we're succeeding. Um, it's, that's a battle for sure. And I, and I agree you know, that it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on underneath um, that makes it tough. Uh, but one of my favorite, you know, if there's any officials listening out there, because they, the officials like to come to us as coaches and say, one thing we don't, you know, we don't want to hear your kids say this. Or we don't want to hear you say that. You know, you can ask us. One thing that I hate when officials say is they, they clarify to us all the time, there is no such thing as an over-the-back rule Correct. in basketball. Well, wow. no, technically there isn't. But if I'm standing in a proper rebounding position mm-hmm. and you jump into my body, then that should be a foul on Correct. you. Uh, but, when you but when they hear somebody in the crowd go, over the back, they, there is no such rule. No, in the <laughs> rule book, there is no such rule. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's a long lost art. And, and the really good teams do it really well. Yeah. If you look at the stills, still pictures from our games, you'll see so many girls are watching the ball. And that's what I yeah. talk about. Too. You don't watch the ball. Find somebody, get a body on them. And then you look for the hoop, you know. But it's and right. it's it's just a natural thing to do, you know. Right. We try to employ the old time is is a method of uh, you know hit them, find it, fetch it. Yeah. You know, first thing you should do is make contact with your your player, find the ball, then go attack it. Um, we drill it, but again, they're not always great at That's it. tough. Uh, another thing I want to ask you about is uh, shooting. Um, I've noticed uh, back when. Uh, we were kids learning how to play basketball. We all, uh, t- Coach Ryan, Tommy Ryan, back in the day, uh, said the best way to get it in the hoop is hitting that backboard. And there's a square up there, and this is where you hit that square to go, you know, go in every time. And we just did it over and over and over. So I bet you, when at St. Mary's, when I played ball there, uh, there was nobody ever shot for the hoop. If you did, you came and sat on the bench, and you went back out there. You used the backboard today. Uh, the little kids even are going for the hoop and not for the backboard. What's your thoughts on that, and why is that? I mean, I, I well, I, just I, I, or do you guys use the backboard? Do you do you stress that? I, I try to on. I mean, it depends on the shot. If you're on an angle, yeah, use the backboard. I, I mean, if you if you're gonna swish it, I'm okay with that. Um, we we do tons of shooting drills. Girls basketball shooting is huge because if you can shoot. In girls basketball, 35%, you're going to win a lot of games. And, yeah, we, we stress shooting a lot. We well, do, do you, in every do you practice. stress the backboard? Or not, not, not so not much, necessarily. no. Um, like What's I say, the percentage? What do you think the percentage is, the difference? For swishing you, or the backboard? Oh, gosh, I have no clue, Pat. Do you I, I don't know. No. no? No, we're kind of the same. I mean, it depends on the shot. When we're um, around, uh, around the rim... Uh, if you're on the bl- on the block, those sorts of things, then we're absolutely encouraging them to use the backboard. Sure, um, you know, lay it up soft on that square and and let it fall in. But for for a jumper from a mid range and out, uh, most of them we tell them to you know just know what your target is, whether right. it's the front of the rim or the back edge. Of the, you know, you've got to have a target that you're shooting sure. for. You can't just chuck it up there. Bobby, right, I take a break. Interject for a second and uh, remind everybody you're listening to Curry's Hot Stove League here on B1039. And take a potty break. And, uh, <laughs> right, and uh, Sheriff Brian Miller. So uh, let's introduce our guests once again in case somebody just tuned in. Brian Goodenauer from Goodenow from Pine River, uh, longtime basketball coach, and uh, Andy Thompson from Crossroads. 
and Bob Aldridge from 103.9 WBZ. Only if necessary. And hey, Bob, uh, just a quick uh, reminder, it's cold out, so make sure you yeah. put your coat on. Wasn't yeah. that something yesterday? It was yeah. beautiful. 50-degree <laughs> yeah. temperature drop. Michigan's bipolar. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. We live in both of them. Do we need to go to a song no, or anything? No, we don't. I mean... We don't? Nope, nope. We're... I like uh, somebody would like to sponsor the show, get in touch with your best friend, Jen. Yeah, We've got enough sponsors on the other shows. Throw well, yeah. some of them in here. Because <laughs> half the show's sponsorship yeah. on that well, Monday one. Pretty, hey, you know, it's good to be popular. Keep them off the radio. Yeah. But anyway, so you got some up-and-coming guys coming. I'm not trying to push you through the districts and the quarters and all that, but... You're looking for some... you got a young team. You already said that. We do, yeah. I'll have eight returners back uh, next year, so that's not a lot of slots. And our uh, JV team had a, a good season as well. I think they went 17-5 uh, and five or something like that. Um, so there's some good young talent coming up, you know, as sophomores coming to the varsity next year. So there's, you know, there's going to be some hard conversations, uh, you know, next week. We, we try to do an exit interview with all the players and... And it's going to be very blunt with a lot of them that, you know, I'm sure you've looked at the big picture. I'm, yeah. You know, there's only going to be a handful of slots available next year. Um, so what you do in this offseason is going to have a lot to do with what kind of position you find yourself in next fall. So, um, you know, it's a good problem to have. I hate, yeah. one thing I hate more than anything is having to make cuts. Um, yeah. That's the hardest, one of the hardest things we have to do as coaches. Um, but there's only so many spots on a team. And, you know, my years of coaching varsity, at the varsity level, um, 14 or more is tough. There are a lot of teams that do it, uh, but it's tough to keep everybody happy. There's only so many minutes in the game. And at the varsity level, you know, we're charged with winning games. You know, no, it's not the most important thing. We're developing character. We're trying to develop young men into good citizens. That is always first and foremost, along with um, them being good students. They're the academics, I guess, should be at the top of that list. Um, but we also are expected to win games where we don't always get to keep our jobs. Right. Um, so, you know, it's not an equal playing time type of thing when you get to varsity. So, um, you know, we're going to have a crowded team next year, but it should be a pretty talented team. There's some handful of guys on that JV team that are just tough. Really? That I'm looking forward to having on the varsity next year. Oh, wow. How many do you carry? Um, well, like I said, I had 10 this year, and, and then one young man who had to sit out, the, who's on our team, but had a knee surgery, who sat out the entire year, um, but was on our bench. Um, you know, I may keep 14 next year. But that's that's kind of the top for me. It's uh, I've I've kept that many before, and inevitably you end up with some issues before the season is over because, you know, how many? Everybody what wants is to play. Lim- is there a limit on how many you can have? I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't I know don't if fifteen do is Brian? actually a rule, but Andy? that's. So, I, I do not you, know. Nobody in heck would you want to keep that many? No. Well, it's only thing tough. is, if you had a running team, you know, keep them fresh. But how sure. about uh, school of choice, Brian? If you ever saw. Where a kid decided to go to like Cadillac North of you or Reed City South of you because of uh, something going on there that they like, that they see, that they uh, have a better chance of playing, whatever. Because how, how many kids would you say are going to come out next year just off? We'll come out for our diversity yeah. team. Yeah. Um, we'll have, if everybody comes out that I'm expecting, we'll have probably 16 or so trying out. So there'll probably have to be a couple of cuts made. Um, but uh, as far as the answering the school of choice question, um, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's, educationally, I think it's a great thing. When people use it for athletics, I think it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. If you're leaving one school district to go to another because, well, I, I don't like the coach or I want to, I want, you know, I think I'll get to play more here or whatever. I think that's a terrible decision. I think we take away so many growth opportunities for our kids by not letting them face adversity. I think that's the biggest disservice we're doing to kids these days. Is we eliminate any adversity for them, right? And we are not doing them any favors at all. I think uh, at Big Rapids, uh, been here my whole life, and I've watched the history of uh, all our programs. And uh, well, basketball, Big Rapids has always been a basketball mm-hmm. uh, uh, community here uh, in the past. But uh, I see of late that the kids—they're uh, pretty good ball players, but no, they're probably not going to get to play so they just don't go out so does that happen up in pine river or not so much doesn't sound like it does not the last few years our numbers haven't been that that big um but i would go back to one thing you were talking about earlier about the lack of seniors mm-hmm. you know like us for example i mean we we only had two seniors on the team and i went back and counted at one point um you know if everybody who played from say seventh grade on would have stayed with it we would have had i want to say six this year um wow. and, and and this is I mean, no offense to these to the kids, but um, 
some of them, and, and certainly this isn't a blanket statement, um, mm-hmm. but some of them just when it became clear that they weren't going to be in a prominent role, mm-hmm. they just decided to quit. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that part of that goes to that, you know, that uh, not being able to deal with adversity. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's easier to just quit. Right. Um, and sometimes you've got to forge through things. And like, I, I've, you know, a couple of kids who don't play as many minutes. All, like I said, all 10 play a fair amount. But a couple of kids who don't play as much who are just great, great kids who work really hard. They just maybe aren't quite as skilled in some areas. But they still you, have a great attitude and work hard. Now, it's just... Off the, I don't have any script here, obviously. Yeah. But um, some kids get on a team, and uh, and I've watched a few games, never get to play. Mm-hmm. Never get to play. Why would a coach keep a team, a uh, kid like that? I mean, I, if you're good enough to make the team, don't they all are within seconds like a horse, you know? I mean, we got grade A horses, grade B, grade C, grade D. Uh, we keep them all. We put them in there. We, we race them sometimes above their class. Uh, people are similar to that, I guess. Uh, my question to you is, if that 10th guy, your 10th guy, mm-hmm. does he see the floor? Yes. Okay. But in the t- years where I had 14 or you know even 13, I've had guys who very rarely got in a game. And I understand that. But what my point is, if you needed that 14th guy, do you... Do you put him on the team because you know if you need, if somebody gets sick, that 14th guy is going to be instrumental on playing? Sure. I mean, we stress all the time that every, every role on the team is different, but every role on the team is vital. Um, even if you're the guy who doesn't get in very often, if you're working hard in practice every day, you're making the other guys better. You're giving the team a better chance to win. And I always like to use my daughter as, an, as a great example of this. She's 30 years old now, but she was a high school basketball player. And her junior, she's, she's a big girl. She was six foot tall. Um, good athlete, um, not a great basketball player, but a solid basketball player. Uh, her junior year, she was just on a really good team. She could not get on the floor. And as a parent, I was very frustrated by it, but I understood it, you know. So uh, I talked to her channel. My challenge to her was buy in, you know, work harder, you know, do more. And we did spend a lot of time working together in that. The summer before her senior year, we actually, every weekend, came down to Ferris and worked with an outstanding lady named Rachel Fulchett. Remember Rachel? Yeah. Sure All-American yeah. at Ferris. Yeah. Um, contacted her you know through the coaching staff and yeah. said would you do one-on-one workouts and she did she worked with my daughter all that summer senior year my daughter um started every game and um and they had a great season but even that junior year when she was never seeing the floor she committed to working hard every single day and i think back to they won the conference championship at mcbain and the coach put some of those girls in for like the last 30 seconds of the game some people take offense to that right uh some of the girls on that team took offense to that. My daughter said, um, I worked as hard or harder than every girl on that team. That trophy we got that night is partially mine. I wanted that 30 seconds out on that floor. Right, good for her. So it's a matter of you know your attitude and how you approach right. it, but yeah. it is difficult. We all wish everybody could play, but I truly believe that all those roles are very important. Even if you don't get into many games or you don't get to play a lot of minutes, your role is still very important. It's just important that uh, yeah. I think the coach uh, uh, let's the players know that yeah. going in that hey, this is what your role is going to be. Don't expect a lot. We'll do what we can. But right. the situation being what it is, here's and if you, they accept that role, then I'll tell you something. I read just the other day that really resonated is you know having had to be in that situation many times where I've got guys who don't get a lot of playing time. And this article read that a lot of times those last last people last players on the bench who don't see a lot of playing time become the best employees, uh, parents, spouses, because they learn to totally buy into being part of something bigger than themselves. Rather than just, it's about me, they learn that their role is important, they're part of it even if they don't get the spotlight, and those people often go on to become the best adults. Yeah, I I tell that to my employees all the time when I hire them. I tell them that without you, I'm not going to be the best in town. Right. So we have to work as a team, but uh, that's that's pretty interesting. So uh, when when you put your basketball team together, you know that tenth guy, if need be, he's good enough to be on this team to play. Yes, and I'm sure you tell him that. Yeah, and we and we always are really honest with kids in the you know when we um, when we form the team, we meet with everybody individually and say here are kind of our expectations for you for this year. Here are the things that you need to continue to work on. 
here's what we anticipate your role being. Certainly roles can always change and be adjusted depending on how the year goes. But we try to just be really honest and have those conversations. It's always still tough for kids. And then we follow up partway through the year with, you know, how are you feeling about things? And all those, you know, those about, conversations have to be ongoing. How about uh, you're on a roll here, Brian? I love <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sad. No, I love it. I love it. No, and I think people are too. They're enjoying it. How about politics? How, how do you handle the politics in the game? Because I know uh, sitting in the stands, uh, I had two boys that played, and I heard a lot of disgruntled people <laughs> while his kid's playing because uh, Pat's a school board member, you know, and that's the only reason they're starting and this and that. That's farthest from the truth. But I handled that. Uh, that's part of life. I, You know, I mean, being in business, you're going to hear all the sure. goods and the bads. But uh, how do you handle that, Brian? You know, people always will think that, um, uh, you know, people always look for something to grasp onto. I've seen all sides of it. I've been, I've been the parent of a kid who sat. Right. I've been the parent of a kid who started. I've been the coach. So I've kind of seen all sides of it. So it really... I almost feel like I'm kind of impervious to it at this point um, as far as the criticism goes because I trust what I'm doing is for, is for the best, uh, uh, is best for the team. Um, but I will tell you, you know, like the, there's the comment, well, he only plays his favorites. Right. It's true. My favorites are the kids who show up every day, have a great mm-hmm. attitude and a great work right. ethic and, mm-hmm. you know, do put in the extra time. Those are my favorites. So you don't let a kid sit uh, during practice and start him on Friday night? What do you mean as far as let well, him Well, I, I mean, if you got a star... I, I, maybe you don't have that up there, but if you have a star that, you know, he, he just natural ability to be your best basketball player, do you make him work as hard as the others? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah they I, work harder. They work harder. Yeah. Usually your yeah. best players should be your hardest workers. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, okay, okay. So there's fairness up here. But but you've never been, uh, well, I know you have, uh, uh, pure pressure from anybody? Oh, sure. You know, I mean, I've, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've lost very... Uh, dear to me friendships yeah. over coaching yeah. because I've had friends, kids come through and they don't feel like they got a fair shake. I mean, kids who grew up in my house, you know, yeah. who I love like my own sons. Um, but, you know, it's, I have to make the best decisions for the team and I've lost friendships over that and that's tough. But, um, you know, ultimately we're doing, always doing what we feel is best. Yeah. You know, we went, I went to Reed city game up there in big rapids and, uh, geez, uh, Reed city, uh, beat us by one or two up there and um, you know it was just one that they weren't falling for Big Rapids right. and uh, this kid from Big Rapids hollered out something that wasn't a favorable speech and I thought you know it's just that's not Big Rapids we, we don't need that but that but it's the spirit of the moment thing you know and uh, people get carried away sit down Kyle sure but anyway sheriff had to go to work eh yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got to keep this town safe, yeah. town safe, huh? Yeah. I don't think I'm allowed to tell you what it was, but it was something very serious. <laughs> oh, was it? Hey, Pat. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Kyle. Brian. You Close enough. Like Brian. Yeah. So they ran out of donuts? Is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got donuts here. Yeah. One no, I'm one. good. Thanks. Well, Kyle, you're a sports nut. Uh, you got to get questions for these guys? Or... Yeah, I do. And it is fantastic to see Brian. Good now. Good to see you, Sitting too, in this chair, man. You look great. You're awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Looks like it could be on the radio, right? Well, he's I, got have, the voice, I always had a face me. for radio. <laughs> I, uh, on the way here, I hear this silky, smooth voice. Coming on the radio, yeah. it's like, oh, thank you. You know what? I don't have to teach him mic technique. I know I that guy. I smoked a pack of Marlboros on the way. Yeah, there you go. Just there to get the go. resonance. How the hell did you do that? And plus, what? Yeah, that's totally a lie. I don't. I would never smoke a cigarette. <laughs> in my life. No, I know. That. No, but I mean, you were on the radio for how long? Thirty-seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Something like that. And then you. That was your full-time gig for. It was. Yeah. Yeah, many, many years driving, you know, here in Big Rapids and loved right. every minute of it. But uh, at some point, a different path called. And so now I work in education. And so, you're great at that, too. And you got the wins to back it up as far as the basketball thing's concerned. So it's nice been a work. solid season so nice far. Work. Nice work. Yeah, Are you, you coaching baseball, too? I'm not. I gave that up a few years ago. I, loved, I did 10 years with uh, Coach Rupert at Pine River. And, uh, you know, he and I, I mean, he graduated a year after me. And so we've known each other our whole lives. And I loved it. But it started to become... I was also doing all the announcing for the football games, and it became sort of become almost a year-round thing. Right. I'm like, I got to back off some things. So, uh, wife got, probably uh, told you that. Quite the knack for fantasy football too. I don't think you guys knew that, but <laughs> back-to-back uh, appearances in the championship for this guy, and I'm pulling for you to win it this year for yeah. sure. 
I don't know. I did luck into a few. <laughs> and what? What are you pulling for? Uh, you ever heard of fantasy football, Pat? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have time for that. I only have so many days left. You I'm can only do so much reality football. Well, I don't want to do that. No, no. <laughs> I've got to do reality football yeah. before it goes into fantasy yeah, right, football. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. so switch, can I ask Andy a question? Yeah. Have you coached boys before? Uh, I have not. Okay. So I, I was just curious. If you're taking, I mean, uh, people always ask me because I coached girls earlier on. Like, what's what are the biggest differences between coaching girls and coaching boys? And so I was curious if you had that perspective too. But what do you, what would you say you enjoy most about coaching girls basketball? Oh, I think girls are very, um, they like to learn. They, at least my girls, they listen so well. They're not about uh, showboating. They just want to get out there and play basketball. They're fundam- I think girls' fundamentals are way, way better. I even Bingo. like you go up to college and pro ball. I I can't watch pro ball at all anymore. College basketball, boys some, but girls' college basketball is phenomenal. You're 100% right. I tell my kids all the time, like, I know you love the NBA, <laughs> but understand what it is. It's for, it's made for television entertainment. Yeah. yeah. If you want to watch basketball to learn to watch major, you know, Division One girls' college basketball Correct. are the most fundamentally sound basketball players in the world. Mm-hmm. They really Agreed. are. Yeah, girls can't just rely purely, and somebody's going to say anti-girl. That's not the case. Girls can't rely entirely on athleticism to make every play. Where a lot of boys do. Yeah. Girls, yeah, though, are, can, are incredibly athletic as well, learn the fundamentals and do them well. I, you watch a girls' game, you see more bounce passes in a yeah. quarter than love you it. see in a whole. Yeah. Well, you do, don't you? Yes. Honest. I, you know, let me follow up, and I love talking. But I'm going to tell you, I go to KK's game, and uh, Rakeoff, Tiffany coaches them, and I'll move right along fast. They went to Mount Pleasant. They annihilated their opposition. These girls pass, like you said. They pass three or four times. Then they'll drive down the center or they'll hit from the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, very disciplined. They're in fourth and fifth grade. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm yeah, sitting there huge. looking, watching. And then I watch the boys, and you're like, I won't say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree. The girls are very well disciplined and uh like I said, get there Thursday night. Yeah. I'm talking girls I'm basketball. <laughs> but I was talking to somebody the other day about the girls and boys. And they Pat, we got probably the best youth coming up right now. And those girls, if they don't win a state championship, somebody's gotta be an awful lot better team because we got some really good the unfortunate thing, Brian, like you say, somebody's gonna get cut because they got a lot of girls coming up yeah. there that could yeah. make first team anywhere else. I've got two girls, Melly and Katie, who are both were Melly was first team all area, first team all conference. I think Katie was maybe second team. And what I'll say about them is every time out, every halftime, when I'm speaking, their eyeballs are right on me all the time. Even really? if I have nothing good at all to say and I sound like a fool, they are <laughs> they're concentrating. They're like, okay, yep, coach, yep, coach. And therefore, they're, you know, as good as they are. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, you know, I'm a huge component of defense, and uh, you guys brought this up a little bit earlier, that the NBA and the, you know, the NBA plays no defense. There's no defense being played. And, I, and that's all I was when I played ball. You know, I'm a, I'm outside arc and all defense all day. So, um, you know, I go with the defense first and foremost, and that's what you get from the girls. I like the block tight D, and I like a good defense. So, Are you yeah. coaching a little bit anywhere? Uh, not, not basketball. No. Nope, uh, but baseball, football. Okay. Yep. Yep. One of my biggest pet peeves, I think, of, of boys basketball right now is um, when the other team gets a steal and they're coming down the floor, rather than sprinting back and getting in position to cut off that mm-hmm. guy with the basketball, mm-hmm. they'll time their, their jog next to him to try and get the big swat off the backboard. Yeah, because, right. And why? You're so right. And why is it? Geez, because of so instant gratification. Yep. You hear that yep. crowd go, oh, everybody yeah. goes nuts. About, yep. But 90% of the time, it's called yeah. foul. So what's or the point? Or they just yep. don't get it. Where girls <laughs> will sprint back. Right, get in position to either take, charge, charge. take the charge, right? But right. the boys right. will always—they yep. want to get that. Oh, I'm going to swat that shot away because yeah. they get the reaction. <laughs> Come watch Katie buys. She is the best defensive player you will ever see, and she is lightning fast. She will run the length of the court and straight hand straight up. Get even just beside the ground. girls basketball. You get beside them. It's yeah. you know, seventy-five percent of the time they're going to miss the shot, uh-huh. and she does the best job of that of anybody anywhere. She's yeah, amazing. I see that in the little girls, too. They're right yeah, down there right. ready to yeah. stop yeah. that. Hands straight up. Don't reach over. Just keep your yeah. hands up and get, get beside them or get in front of them. <laughs> you no, know, and that's, uh, that's a big thing of the game, too, that you, you don't see. You see it lacking in the NBA is running the floor. You know, and you see it. I'm sure, Brian, you're a fantastic coach in that regard. You're a hustle guy, too. you got to run the floor. 
You know, you get six points, six or eight, ten points out of running the floor, and that's all it is. Right? I got a good, good story about that Transition. with Katie Byes also. We played Wellspring Academy down in Grand Rapids. We were playing defense. She got she got knocked into into the padding on the on the far end of the court. Melly got the rebound. My daughter started dribbling up court. Katie ran left side, beat everybody down the court from the baseline. Melly hit her with a beautiful pass, left hand layup. So she, I mean, it was where was beautiful. the defense? They give up. Oh, they were running, but they just couldn't run as fast, yeah. and they didn't have the heart that Katie did. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And we, and we run tempo too. We push the floor. We push the ball hard on offense, and uh, and I, you know, insist on that on defense. Like if you want, if you want to take it out of the game, turn the ball over and then stand right. there and pout because yeah, that's one right. thing I can't. If you turn it over, you better be the first one getting back on defense. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Is ba- basketball is it, it, there's no time to hang your head. It's happening. It's got to be the next play all the time. If you turn the ball over. That play's done. Get back on defense right. and get yeah. a stop. Do so, the next right thing. So, Brian, what's your what's your philosophy on how how many possessions do you have to have before you can start shooting threes? Your players. I, I don't have any such rule, like, but I do just ask that they, you know, that they shoot a good three. You know, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because again, we were talking about that momentum thing. I think our our uh, last home game last Friday, which that's I didn't even mention that we have nine days off between games here, so it's been that's been a long dry long spell here, but. Um, I think we opened that game with a three-pointer, and, uh, nice. and it was, you know, we got, I think it was a transition three. We we play a All pressure right. half-court defense, sure. and got a turnover and drove the ball, and then kicked it out to a guy for a step-in three, and, you know, again, there's that momentum. You start the ball with, a, or start the game with a splash. Right. Uh, but no, I don't have any, like, uh, okay. is it, no it's logo a threes? No, You know what a logo three is, Pat? <laughs> a logo three, when they shoot from the logo on the court, it's like uh, a, the deepest three you can... That, could be, that could be five, actually. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, that should be, be five, five points. Right. The only problem with that, though, Bob, is then all those kids would think they need to oh, shoot. That's all they need to shoot. And I don't know yeah, about no, Andy, but I don't have any Caitlin Clarks on my team. Yeah, so. right, right, right. <laughs> we don't need the logo threes, unless the, yeah. unless it's to beat that's the great. buzzer. Yeah. Wow, you Just know what? The hour's gone fast. I can't believe how fast this hour's gone. I, I told Jim when I started this, I said, we're going to get some guys on here with a lot of knowledge of the games that they uh, coach, and for sure, uh, you two uh, stepped it up again today for us, and we're very appreciative. We'd love to have you back. Uh, I know, Brian, you're uh, kind of getting to be a little legend up there. Whenever your name's brought up, uh, you're sought after as far as a DJ for a lot of years, did a great <laughs> job on the radio. But, you know, uh, I, I mean this, too. I mean... The, the greatest compliment I ever got in my life was a guy that worked for me, and I was tough on him, and he went to college here. He worked for us for four years, and uh, I was hard on him, very hard, and uh, he didn't like me. Uh, at least I didn't think he did, but as years went by, oh, it might have been 20 years went by, and he came in the gas station, and I thought, oh, boy, he's going to thump me, you know. He's bigger <laughs> now, you know, and I'm older, and... And it almost made me cry. He says, I'm going to tell you something. He says, you were the most important person I've ever had in my life. Wow. And he goes, I was a piece of you know what. Wow. And I was going to school because my mom and dad wanted me to go. And all I did was party. And you were on me all the time. Anyway, I won't brag about myself, but... Uh, I, I bet you get that, don't well, you? Well, you know, I was going to say, Pat, that's the... the those, we call them coach, I call them coaching paychecks. And it's not the, anything with any dollar sign on it. It's uh, like this, this past summer... Um, I had two of my former players who got married. Uh, both of them invited me to their wedding, um, and both of them, there were several of my former players there. And I sat yeah, in the pews cool. and cried, you know, like, yeah, this yeah. is, I love this. These are yeah. guys that I love. Yeah. And to see them go out and become, you know, good human beings and, and uh, husbands, uh, it's, it's an awesome, awesome feeling. Really yeah, awesome. I, I tell my girls all the time, I say, you're, you're not going to, uh, student first, athlete second, yes, but you're not going to remember sitting in so-and-so's math class. You're not going to remember sitting in the English class. You're going to remember, remember those games, yeah. those battles, yeah. that team. That you'll remember. I mean, I remember seventh-grade basketball games, for crying out loud. I'm 51 years old, right. you know? It, that's, that's what you take with you. And even more than, I think even more than on the court, the things that you do as a team and as Correct. a family outside of it. You know, we went bowling last week and just had a blast. And last summer... You know, went and played putt putt golf. Uh, we were playing a tournament in Traverse City. And went and played, you know, those silly that's goofy awesome. things where you're yeah, laughing awesome. their heads off. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. We that's had the stuff. girls over a couple of weeks ago and watched Hoosiers. You know, you know, you got to do that kind of stuff to be able to have the moments on the court and have the moments as a team to be able to come together as a team and try to win. Mm-hmm. And the outside moments are what counts. Yeah. You know, uh, we'll just uh, leave it with this too. Uh, the other thing is, you'll see, and you guys are, will uh, say this is true. Athletes always smile. Not, maybe not during the game, mm-hmm. but that next day, 
or whatever. And and when I think of the, uh, Riley Vinix, uh, Chris's son, a three-star athlete, football, basketball, and now coming baseball, he's a senior, going to go play at Northwood, I think, awesome. in football. He is one of the nicest young men I know. And the reason I say that is because whenever he comes in the station, he's always smiling. He's enjoying life. He's really yeah. enjoying life. And why is he enjoying life? Because he's having success. Even though they got beat the other night, he had success throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell you, don't you agree that every little athlete that comes out off that team is smiling, mm-hmm. aren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Agony defeat, yes, but they're smiling. Right. All right, Bobby, it's 10 o'clock. I apologize oh, for no worries. Uh, yeah. nothing. Good hour. Good oh, hour. You didn't let me finish. Yeah, go ahead. I apologize for nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, this hour. In fact, I asked for your apology, right? <laughs> but we do have to have these guys back, just like yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Guys, the door's yeah. always open, you know, whenever like, you want to come in. Like, you, like Kyle said, when, when you heard his voice, you thought, hell, you're listening to a different radio station. Yeah, what do I got to say? Yeah. Brian and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> well Brian Brian finished his career here you know so right. you know he, he came over here he made the switch so and Kyle made the switch everybody's making a switch you know <laughs> we have to get a three uh, picture of everyone here actually there you go. Mm-hmm. thanks again uh, Andy it's been a pleasure. pleasure to have you on yeah my pleasure thank I you I think you brought a lot of insight Brian unbelievable Kyle thanks thanks Matt God bless uh, thank you and sports next week on B1039 it's the hot stove league.